It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas. Michael, when we signed off the show yesterday, I expected there to be a lot that happened yesterday. And uh, as far as Auburn's concerned in the SEC, it was a pretty slow news day. Uh, A lot slower than I was expecting. But I expected so much because last week we were told we were going to get the schedule on Monday. Yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, we were told a lot of things were going to happen yesterday and, and nothing really did. Nothing really did. Yeah. Well, um, the Big Ten canceled the uh, their season, and then they got a lot of pushback, and then they're like, well, hold on. Let's see what we can do. And it's like, you made that decision without seeing like everything you could possibly do. You didn't, you didn't expect the fallout from this decision. That was just the weirdest, most bizarre thing. And so there's all these texts, you know, or these people citing these texts from their sources, all these national writers saying, hey, okay, I'm being told now that Big Ten football is, is not officially dead for 2020. And you also see all these players that are saying, like, well, hey, can you move us to the SEC? Because apparently the SEC is looking for teams to temporarily join them for a year to play football. And I think that is going to be really dangerous for other conferences. Um, but uh, it, I think it'd be uh, really fun. It kind of reminds me of the later versions of NCAA that we played growing up, where it's like, all right, I'll take Oklahoma, I'll take Clemson, I'll take Ohio State, I'll put them all in the SEC. Yeah, not only that, but they have been talking about this already with some of the smaller schools like D2 when they canceled FCS. Most of them are not going to play. And they've been talking about how a lot of these Power 5 schools are already calling the players. Right. So if you know if one of these Power 5 conferences doesn't play, if you're Auburn, why are you not calling any of these guys? All totally. of these guys. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be seniors, uh, juniors and seniors in the MAC that could start on some of these teams. I mean, especially if you're like mm-hmm. Arkansas or Missouri. Like, I'm calling all of these guys. Now, obviously, scholarship restriction is going to be an issue. But here's my thing, man. And, and I can't wait for a few schools to stand up and just do this. But, you know, the NCAA is saying like, hey, I don't, think, uh, I don't think these guys are going to necessarily be eligible to transfer and play right away, even though... Tua Tagovailoa's little brother can do it, but these guys who were denied football at their respective schools, whether it's at the MAC or uh, we got news that the Mountain West, they're postponing their fall season. They're going to play in spring, which I still don't really understand the logic behind that. I don't understand how that's going to work from a logistics standpoint. But they're saying, no, you can't do that. But I just want a school to say, like, okay, you're you're ridiculous. Like, what are you going to do to me? So, yeah, yeah, you come on and play, kid, and uh, we're going to play you. And, like, I dare the NCAA to do anything. That's what I would do. Because like we, we've talked about it time and time and time and time and time again. The NCAA has no teeth whatsoever. And it's just amazing to me that Mark Emmert's getting paid $4 million a year. And whenever he's asked about, you know, hey, is there going to be college football in 2020? His response is, well, it's going to be up to the individual uh, institutions. And it's like, bro, you're getting paid to make these decisions. And in reality, he's getting paid to run a really big basketball tournament that's happening every March. 
Um, but it, it's just that this whole thing, the whole structure of college football has been exposed over the last few days. I love it. Now, short term, I think it's going to be really bad. It may be exciting, but it has the potential to get really bad just as far as it may need to crumble for a second to be built back up. But as far as what the SEC could do in 2020, man, uh, I would love for them to add some Oklahoma. There's Ohio State players tweeting out saying, like, hey, can we just go play in the SEC? I, uh, I'm here for it. I am absolutely here for it. And the Big Ten's a joke. Yeah, the, I mean, at least the Big Ten didn't officially can't. I mean, at least they didn't go through with the vote. And why they, why they would you even announce it then? Why would you even say that if you're like, okay, we're not definitely going to stick with this decision? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was like, because uh, I saw the same things. It was like, oh, it's all but canceled. The vote's a formality, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, the, the players kind of made their stand the other night and were like, we all want to play. And yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. My big thing is like, I, I don't even know. This is all just, it, it's just crazy, man. And I, I totally agree with what you said. The NCAA and the whole structure of college football has definitely been exposed here. And so there's going to have to be some sort of, of revamp. The NCAA might not survive this. Uh, I think it's better for college football if it doesn't, especially better for college football long-term. If we want college football 10 years from now, we've got to give more rights to the players. And I'm not this huge pay-the-players guy. I I don't care if they get money or not. Uh, I I think they certainly bring value. I was able to work and bring value to places when I was in college. So, I mean, they're doing way more than I did. So I, I just think it's if you were going to do this, I think you need a clear-cut structure, and it, 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 it stinks that a global pandemic is what it took to kind of, you know, reveal the weaknesses of all of this, but I just don't, I mean, there's just so many double standards happening throughout all of this, and like you, uh, Nick Saban said it, I believe Harbaugh said it, and it's like, okay, why can't people play football, but you've got like folks like Ohio State, I mean, th- that is a huge school. Michigan is a huge school. Penn State is massive. I mean, these the I, I believe they're like Ohio State has like fifty thousand undergrads. I could be I could be you know just pulling that out of nowhere, but they're a massive school, and it's like okay, you're telling me you all these students can come back to campus, but these kids that have been working their tail off all summer, really for you, they can't they can't play football. It, it's just it's been very frustrating to see this. And part of this that I love, you know, we you and I have been very positive throughout this whole pandemic as far as we're going to have football. We're going to have football. I still think we're going to have football, even more so after all the stuff that happened yesterday, largely due in fact, because you heard you heard only from the people that were anti, you know, or, I mean, they wanted to close everything down. That's what you've heard. Nothing about is it was like, okay, no college football, no college football, no college football. The other side has spoken up, largely the players, saying, no, we want to play. We want to play. Because for some reason, I talked about this on my morning show yesterday, Michael. The NCAA, the SEC, the individual conferences, whatever, they give the individual players the opportunity to opt out. Well, I just thought it was assumed that if you didn't opt out, you wanted to play. And so we've seen all these players like Anthony Schwartz, like Bo Nix, like Smoke Monday, Sean Shivers saying, hey, I want to play. I want to do this. 
and I think that uh, I think that means a lot, and that's why you're starting to see this push the other way. And players have been asking for a voice. Fans, uh, I mean, I think a large part of the college football fan base has been begging for players to have more of a voice, and now it's happening. And because of that, I believe we are going to have college football this season. Yeah, Zach, I agree. I, I definitely agree with you, and this has been um, uh, a big step for the players in just being like, you know, we have not been involved in this at all. They're adults. And th- that That's another part that I kind of feel like it's left out here is that, like, these are grown men who can, like, vote and do, like, why would they not get a say in whether or not they, you know, participate in an activity? Right. Yeah, Especially these, these aren't one, children, exactly. Yeah, uh, and you know, it's easy to point to high school football and be like, "They, those pe- kids don't have a decision, and they're all playing." Mm-hmm. That's true. That is, uh, that is absolutely true. All right, we've got a fun listener question coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Before we jump into that listener question, Michael Pappas, one of... um Report some sad news that I saw coming out um, last night. Former Auburn softball pitcher uh, Alicia Palomino passed away on August 4th in Birmingham. She was 28 years old. She pitched for Auburn in the 2011 and 2012 seasons. She made her college debut in the 2011 season with four appearances as a relief pitcher. In her first career appearance, she helped the Tigers win over Georgia Southern, pitching one and two-thirds scoreless innings. She's from uh, California, was a special ed major and uh, involved in the Birmingham public school system. So thoughts and prayers with her family. That is, um, that is a very, very sad uh, situation. So uh, we'd always, uh, like always, we'd love to hear from you. 205-502-4285. I think we kind of touched on all the news uh, y- yesterday. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot, right? I mean, is there anything we need to circle back to in your mind before we go to this, uh, this, this listener question, Michael? Not that I can really, I mean, not that I remember. Cool. So, of, of course, as uh, things break and they pertain to Auburn, we will uh, we will get to that. But not a whole lot happened yesterday. So we're going to find more content for you guys. So 205-502-4285, this was a listener text. Hey, guys, Trey from Troy here. I have a few start bench cut lists for you guys that I'd like uh, for you to give them a look. We've done this before, Michael. Uh, I, I think this is a... A fun talking point. So uh, I'll let you go first. The first group that uh, Trey sent us: Jeff Holland, Carl Lawson, Marlon Davidson. Was this a text message you said, or is this a phone call? Uh, it was a text. There are no commas. There are no commas. Oh man, he just wrote a bunch of names here. All right, I'm freaking out about it. <laughs> I gotta do so much math now. So much like groups of three addicts. All right, Jeff Holland, Carl Lawson, Marlon Davidson. Uh, I'm gonna start Marlon Davidson. 
Yeah, I'm going to start Marlon Davidson, bench Carl Lawson, and 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 go ahead and cut Jeff Holland. I just think Marlon Davidson gives you pass rush and run defense, uh, and the other two guys are are more of pass rushers. I know Carl Lawson was an absolute beast. I just I, I like the consistency of Marlon Davidson, and uh, the I guess durability. Is this at Auburn? You think should we do this at Auburn or just overall ability? Because of his overall ability, I agree with you. But if it's at Auburn, I have a really hard time cutting Jeff Holland. But I have a harder time cutting the other. Yeah, never mind. I agree. No, I'm starting Carl Lawson, benching Marlin, and cutting Jeff Holland. Yeah. Yeah. My, my hesitation with Carl, though, is just long-term. His big question was, can he stay healthy, right? But a, mm-hmm. health, a healthy Carl Lawson... Probably gets drafted around the same area that that Marlin did. Yeah, or higher. Yeah, maybe so, maybe so. And both of these guys had a very significant guy playing alongside them uh, in the interior. A lot of people forget about Mon Adams, but Carl Lawson and Mon Adams. They were the they were the Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson before it was cool. Um, all right, the next group quarterbacks: Woody Barrett. Malik Willis, John Franklin the third. You got to start, bench, and cut one. I think the start here is obvious. I don't know if the bench and the cut here is obvious. Do they have to play quarterback? Trey didn't specify. He just gave us three names. I think I'm gonna go. I, I think I'm gonna start John Franklin. Oh yeah, but but not at quarterback. <laughs> okay. Just because he's so athletic. Okay, uh, and then. I will bench Malik Willis. Yeah. And, and and cut Woody Barrett. I'm starting Malik Willis. I'm benching Franklin and I'm cutting Barrett. Just be- yeah, I mean I I just I I missed the t- the simpler times of 2 years ago where we just had to talk people off the ledge like Malik Willis wasn't like the second coming of Nick Marshall. I missed that era of Auburn football. Yeah, those were simpler times. <laughs> Before, pre-COVID. Uh, all right, let's do one more. Uh, Noeg Benogany, Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis. We may have done this one before. This is a tough one. Man. Noeg Benogany, Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis. I'm starting Jamel Dean. Really? Yeah. I'm benching. No, man, I don't know. Yeah, I'll I'll bench Noah and I will cut Carlton Davis and I need to go take a bath because I feel dirty now. I disagree. I think you got to start Carlton Davis. I think he's the worst of the three of them. Really? He was just first. I don't know. Maybe it's because he was like the only good player on that defense. I just feel like Jamel can do more, and I like Noah's upside more. I just feel like Carlton Davis, all he could do was bump and run. Now, he was really, really good at it, but Jamel could bump and run. He could play off ball, and I, I didn't hate him in zone. Carlton was not good in zone. In fact, they just didn't do it. That's why they bump and run them every play. Um, and then Noah is similar. I think he can do more. He's a lot better off ball than Carlton is. 
So that is my thought process there. Yeah, I'm I'm convinced. Did I did I did I make a pitch? Did I convince you? You did. How about that? Let's go. Are you starting Jamel or Noah? Starting, uh, I guess Jamel. I don't, wow! I so mean, I've just fully convinced you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Hey, uh, all right. Well, uh, well, we got three more when we come back right here on Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get zero percent APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, we are playing some uh, some start, bench, cut. And guys, if you would disagree with any of us, please be mean to us on social media. Um, at CBlackerby, at CouchPapTato, at LockedOnAuburn. All right, start, bench, cut. Ryan Davis, Will Hastings, Ricardo Lewis. This, uh, one, this one's easy s- for me. Yeah, I know it is. I'm going to start Ricardo Lewis. I'm going to bench Ryan Davis and cut Will Hastings. I, I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it. Uh, and as much as I love Ryan Davis, like Ricardo is still in the league. So that, that says something. He is? Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, the, the Dolphins re-signed him two days ago, I believe. Because the Dolphins had two of their receivers opt out this season, so they brought Ricardo back. Good for him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Start, bench, cut. Duke Williams, Seth Williams, Darius Slayton. Uh, I'm going to start Duke Williams. Wow. Wait. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm going to start Seth. No, no. I'm going to start Duke Williams. I'm going to bench Seth Williams. I'm going to cut Darius Slayton. I think that if Duke Williams didn't punch the bouncer at Skybar and get kicked off the team, he's one of the more productive receivers in in recent memory. But don't you have to account for the fact that there is a chance he punches somebody at Skybar? Yeah, I mean, he has kind of gotten over that, I feel like. No, that's true. I don't know. I'm starting Seth, I'm benching Darius, and I'm cutting Duke. And this comes as like a guy Duke that was... I, I loved Duke Williams when he was here. I loved him so much. But he broke my heart, man. He broke my heart. And I don't let people back into my life that easy. You know what I'm saying? His story of, I know a guy who was like three feet away from that when that happened. Oh, yeah? And that story, yeah, that story just blows my mind. How did, the guy, my mind. How did the guy respond when he got hit? Well, I mean, when you hit a bouncer, like they just jump you. All of them? Yeah, because they're not allowed to start fights, but they are sure as hell allowed to end them. Yeah. They've so, got each other's back in there, too. It's crazy. Yeah. For yeah. those of you who don't know, the story that I was told, at least, by this guy was that um, you're not allowed to wear sunglasses inside Sky Bar. And a bouncer went over to Duke Williams and said, Hey man, you gotta take your sunglasses off. And Duke punched him in the face. Why aren't you allowed to wear sunglasses in Skybar? Do you know the answer to that? They just have like a list of rules out front. Guys aren't allowed to wear tank tops either. Yeah, and you can't wear I don't think you can wear sandals or flip flops. Yeah. You gotta wear closed toe shoes. 
Hmm. Okay. Cool. It's their, it's their business. They can do what they want. Um, start, bench, cut. Rock Thomas, Cam Martin, Sean Shivers. I am starting Shivers. I am benching Cam Martin and Rock Thomas. Rock Thomas is in the league, man. Um, Is he? Well, he? He was. I don't know if he still is, but he, I mean, he was the... Uh, I'm going to look at it. I don't think he is. He was like the preseason darling for the Vikings one season. Yeah, and, that, was and like, I, that was like three years ago. <laughs> really? Was that long ago? I think he made so. the team. He he, he is a running back for the Calgary Stampede, so he's in the CFL. So he made A League. Yeah. All right, I'll take Sean Shivers as my start. I'll take Cam Martin as my bench. And Rock Thomas as my cut, yeah. Okay, we agree there. I think we're going to disagree on this last one because you hate Deshaun Davis. So, Casanova McKenzie, Deshaun Davis, KJ Britt. I know you're cutting Deshaun Davis, correct? Uh, yeah. Are you actually? Uh, yeah. Given the three, I'd probably take Cass over Deshaun Davis. Okay, what's your full order here? Uh, I think you got to, I mean, at this point, I wish we did this in like a year, but. (laughs) We can do it again in a year, buddy. (laughs) Um, Assuming that KJ Britt is as good as we think, I, I guess you got to, I'm going to start KJ Britt and bench Cass. And cut Deshaun. All right, I'm starting KJ, benching Deshaun, and cutting Cass. Do you know Cass's numbers off the top of your head? They're very good, and you've pointed them out to me. I'm pretty sure they're, like, ridiculous. I mean, statistically, yeah, but, I mean, as far as presence, though, I mean, I think playing linebacker is more about presence than stats. Hmm? You know that he's 6'3", 252? Cass? Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't want a 250-pound linebacker. Aren't most linebackers 250 pounds? Uh, they used to be in like 08. I think you want guys like the 230s now. Hmm. Interesting. Um, all right, I get it. Oh, God. Nope, this is football or pro football. Never mind. I'm going to look this up. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap up the show. Do you almost have it? Yeah. Give me like, I don't know, eight seconds. Okay. If you're not listening to, uh, or if, you, uh, if you're not subscribed to the show, please uh, subscribe. Um, whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, however you get your podcast, we really appreciate it. And if you are listening on a podcast service where you can um, leave a review, please do so. We'd uh, we'd really really appreciate it. How you doing finding that? Two hundred and fifty eight total tackles, twenty eight and a half tackles for loss, eight and a half sacks. That's crazy. That is very very good. That's a lot of tackles. That is very very good. No question and about it. And his name is Casanova McKenzie. That doesn't hurt so. you. Well, one of these guys is named Downhill Brit, so. That's true. Where can people find you, buddy? Uh, follow me on Twitter, at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackaby. Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn. And on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We are also on TikTok, if you care about that. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. 
your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.